welcome to Be Still, Be Free. This is Amber Miller, and I am here with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Welcome to the last podcast of the spring. That's yeah. right. It's summertime. Right? Summertime, it is the summer, last summer, week of this May. This is our last uh, episode. It, this is it for we'll school. Have an, we have another. Is that right? This is the last This episode? is the last yeah, one. I cannot believe it. One. Where has time gone? Like, it feels like we just planned this whole I know I felt like we just celebrated New Year did we not was that not yesterday (laughs) was that not last week basically now everyone's getting ready to go to beaches and summer camps and what are we gonna do with our kids all day every day Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's about to get crazy up in here my kids don't go to bed at 7 30 anymore so right my kids don't go to bed at (laughs) 7.30 well so if you are uh if you're familiar with our new format, we, this episode is called a deep dive. And uh-huh. this is an opportunity uh, for the three of us to kind of take a breath and not be just like spitting out a ton of information at you, <laughs> which is what we kind of have, are doing in our episodes a lot of time. We're, could, we're just trying to cover as much information about these women as we can. Uh, but now it's kind of our opportunity to personalize it talk about our own experiences and and how we relate to these stories and how this has impacted us in our own personal lives and i am going to be leading the deep dive episode today which i love because uh i get to put the ladies in the hot seat uh, right now i was really enjoying listening to the last series one because i, I was the moderate i was like oh and i have to share so a thing because we don't know like what the other person's going to ask us and i i think my palms got sweaty last time so. <laughs> I'm very grateful to be doing it. Very on the spot. Very on the spot. (laughs) Very excited to be in charge this time around. So um, I'm going to start with you, Sarah. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> I feel like both of you like to start with I don't know. Me. You're just, you've got the energy. You're the it's, matriarch, yeah. Sarah. You're the matriarch. Speaking <laughs> You're of, the mother of us. Speaking of matriarks, <laughs> let's talk about let's Mary, talk the about mother Mary. of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's who you talked about in your episode. If audience listening, if you have not listened to that episode, go back. Yes. You're, you're, this is going to make a lot more Mary. sense if. If you go back and listen to that episode, Um, Sarah, you said that Mary conceived Christ in her heart before she conceived him in her womb. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where your heart had to be prepared before God asked you to be willing to do something? Moses (laughs) (laughs) and his mother. There you go, Moses and Pharaoh's daughter. For the love of Moses and Pharaoh's daughter, and all the moms he had. Gosh darn. I mean, like my whole life, maybe? <laughs> I guess that's an okay answer. <laughs> uh, so okay, big. Next. Um, no, but I think I will answer that because this oh, is good. something that I'm learning. <laughs> so, oh, good. Cool. She's going to answer. Yeah. I think this her. is something I've learned, even especially with Mary, but I think I learned it with Sarah. I think I learned it with Eve. Like, you know, I've always had, I wanted the basket before I learned how to go in the water. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't think it was important to learn how to go in the water. You know, I thought what was important was what was in the basket. And so I thought my whole life there was this big basket waiting for me, this aha moment. And what I have encouraged everybody through, especially this series, when we keep talking about Mary and Pharaoh's daughter and Deborah, and I keep saying how, um, you know, we can't, we can't want the calling before we're willing to to prepare ourselves for what that Parent calling character. looks like. That's right. And just like Mary's character. Um, and I don't think I've really understood all of that until I'm now in my, my 40s. And now I don't, not that I don't want the big basket, but I think, I think my reality is more clear that I don't need a big basket. There are lots of little baskets all along the way. 
And what's important is that I'm in the word, that I'm, you know, trying to connect daily in whatever way. It doesn't have to be that I'm three hours doing a Bible study. It could be like before I got you this morning, just listening to praise and worship music. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be that I'm preparing for a series. It can be whatever. It could be just me talking to him out loud. Um, But I think I thought I had all the head knowledge, having grown up the way I've done in Christian education and whatever. And so I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. And the personal was not there. The Mm. daily wasn't there. The relational wasn't there. And so I think it's taken 20 years of adulthood for the Lord to show me how important the preparation of the heart is, the conceiving of him in my heart before I can conceive him in my womb. And not that I'm actually conceiving him in my womb, but the ministry of whatever I thought that basket was going to be. And now that I have more of that relationship with him, I'm kind of like, hey, whatever the basket is, God. Yeah, it's so it funny just, because in the last um, episode, when we did the personal applications, mm-hmm. and you were talking about the, the be faithful with the small baskets before the big ones, I almost said, "But what if you only want small ones?" Yeah, <laughs> like I'm totally yeah. like, "What if you?" I just totally content with small, which baskets. is really big for me. That's you know, I was talking to somebody about this recently. I was talking to David Hoyt because he's had his own little journey, and he's with the John Maxwell Company, and. Um, he's listened to some of our be still stuff and he's like, I finally get what you're talking about. Like I understand the be still be free part, not to allow what you do to give you all of your accolades, but just the stillness of your soul. And so we were talking about that and, um, I was talking about the dirt roads, Jenny Mm -hmm. Allen's dirt roads Mm -hmm. and highways. And he didn't get it at first. And I was like, you know, I think we're okay being dirt roads ministry. Um, of course, everybody thinks that they want the flashing lights and the big highways and, you know, the exits and all the people and whatever, all the bells and whistles. But um, I think I'm finding out that I just want to be a dirt road person. And if you mm-hmm. told me that 20 years ago, I never would have thought that. Yeah. I never would have thought that. And I'm not jealous anymore. And I'm not, I'm not comparing myself anymore. I mean, every once in a while, I might be like, oh, you know, did I miss it somewhere along the way or whatever? But I don't think so because the willingness has always been there. Right. It's not that I didn't have willingness. It's just that he had to get me to a point where I began to understand what was really more important. And that's just to be where I am mm-hmm. in the moment and yeah. just live it day by day and to quit waiting for this huge. Farrah's daughter never even probably thought there would be this amazing basket in the water. She was right. just going to the water to bathe. Yeah. You know, Mary never thought she was going to be the mother of Jesus. She was just learning the scriptures. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's who I need to be. I just need to be living my day to day for him as if every day is a basket in and of itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Does that I make sense? That. Yeah, I love that. I think that's probably. That's huge for me. I think that's probably huge for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Monica. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Um, Pharaoh's daughter's story often gets lost in the greater story of Moses. Can you relate to that? And what would you say (laughs) to someone listening who feels overshadowed? Uh, I can relate to that. I mean, I have, uh, I'm, I'm married to someone with a big personality and a, and a bigger position, if you will. Um, I've got a child with huge personality. I've worked for people that are like, the guy, the boss, the, the big deal. And I have for a long time, um, struggled with like, but what about me? I can do more than just get coffee. I can, you know, like trying to prove, prove, Mm -hmm. prove, prove. Um, 
But I mean, kind of along the lines of what Sarah was saying, like as I've gotten older and I don't think it's something that necessarily only comes with age, but I just, the journey that God has had me on has brought me to a place of, um, just this deep abiding in, it really doesn't matter anymore. And I can't pinpoint a, a time or a place or a thing or a situation or an event where that changed, but it was just this slow process of, I'm so completely okay with the journey God has me on. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I need to compare myself to anybody anymore. Um, I was having coffee with someone last week and, um, they were telling me like their personality and what they're like and how they're not like all these other people. And I, it was so me, you know, it was so me. And there's several years between us, but I was like, I just am a person who needs a much slower paced life. I need to be very unrushed. I need a lot of time to process and I need a lot of downtime. And she just stared at me and was like, that's okay. And I was like, Yes. yes, it's by design. Like there are the go-getters, the doers. Like we have to have the Debras. We have yeah. to have the mm-hmm. Esters. We have we have to have all of those people. Mm-hmm. But not everybody can Has be, to that be that because we have to have the other two for balance. And so, figuring out um, that I may be overlooked, I may be so and so's wife or so and so's mom or so and so's friend, or I may work for so and so, whatever that may be. That's sudden. That's finally um, okay. And I would just tell somebody else, like, like we talked about with Pharaoh's daughter, like, I know it feels like you need to have a human person say, I see you and you're amazing, but Mm -hmm. it really, truly is enough for it to be God. It really, Mm -hmm. it really, really is. And Mm -hmm. if you trust him with your heart and if you confess that need to him and just pray and ask him to give you those winks and to show you, I promise when he does, it will be enough. Um, and it may not be an overnight thing where you're like, I'm suddenly free, but the more you continually seek that and do what he's calling you to do for today, each day will get a little bit better and a little bit better. And you'll just kind of get to a point where like, I, it just doing what I'm supposed to do today is enough. Yep. And yeah. Doing today, your baskets today. And, And I'll add to that. Like I am a Deborah personality. Yeah. So, I've wanted to be the mother of Israel, right? Yeah. Like I, I thought I was going to be something like that. I am a mother. Yeah. I'm a mother of the goatee kids. And that is no less important than being the mother of Israel. Right. And yeah. so, and I'm a visionary, right? Yeah. Like, so it's really hard for me because my mind thinks in a way that sees things big and, and just going for the gusto, like going into battle. Like I can, yeah. that's me. Right. And, um, I was always drawn to stories of women like that growing up, I, the female hero, the, the, you know, the martyr, I just, that has always been me and always thought that I would be a great leader and lead something big. Um, and so I think for me, it's learning how to be a Deborah in a smaller day to day way mm-hmm. that I've had to learn to understand is no less important than what Deborah did for the Israelites. Like I, it's okay. And so, you know, have a realistic perspective of what you think your calling really is and be okay if it doesn't seem to be as big as you thought it was going to be. And on the flip side of that, if you're not a Deborah and you're more, you know, a Monica, like there's nothing wrong with that because it takes the whole world to make the body of Christ go mm-hmm. around. And so again, you know, comparison is, is the thief that robs us of joy. And if you're constantly just looking at what other people have and want to do what other people are doing, then you're never going to have joy 
and and the willingness part of that is mm-hmm. having joy right yep. and so um, you can't be willing if you're constantly always wishing that you were doing something else or being somebody else so um doesn't mean you have to change who you are it just means right. you really need to accept who you are where you are and and have victory in what you're doing today instead of thinking that it should look different yeah, yeah. and uh, let me say too i am a ridiculous human being so the fact that my brain goes here <laughs> let me just preface this with saying i know this is so weird <laughs> so I love it when you say um, things I like that. But this is the writer side of my head. Like I read through all of these stories of these women. They didn't know that their stories were going to be yeah. written. They no didn't clue. even know what the ends were from the beginning. They were just living their life. And sometimes in those moments where I feel maybe overlooked, forgotten, considered frivolous, unimportant, whatever, I sometimes wonder what is this chapter? What is being written right now? Yep. Mm. that later will put the whole thing in perspective. Right. Yeah. You know, and not that I'm going to, there's a book in the Bible called Monica, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sometimes I just wonder if, if someone <laughs> were to a hundred, 200, 300 years down the road, read a chapter of my life, what would God inspire somebody to write about this? Yeah. And that's what encourages me to just be go faithful. back to seeking yeah. him and being faithful. Yeah. It's like, what, what is, how is my, this story going to be written? Yeah. Like, how would like it it's be? interesting to read this chapter of Monica's life yeah. knowing what comes next. Yes. It's cool. Yeah. So, but it, anyway. is, it is true, and, and what you said is exactly right. And, um, you know, we just all have to be who we are, where we are, taking it day by day and not wanting more and not giving less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But knowing where you are right now, as insignificant as it may seem, is a readiness that God is mm-hmm. laying groundwork for, for mm-hmm. some, something, the next thing. Yeah. yeah something. Yep. It's all for something. It's all yeah. for something. You may not ever see it tweeted or posted <laughs> or regrammed or, or <laughs> but that's okay. And that makes Shared. it hard because that's around us everywhere. It yeah. is. So yeah, it yeah. is. All right. Here's my next. It's for Sarah. Okay. Uh, it's about Deborah. Okay. As a strong female leader. <laughs> oh, don't you mean Monica? Not that Monica is. Monica is a yeah, strong woman. Okay, Monica let's just say that. Strong female we leader. just have different personalities going about it. Uh, uh, how do you relate to Deborah, and what do you think you can glean from her story? Oh, man. Um, I want to be more like Deborah. Me so, too. You know, cool. my spiritual gift is what you would call prophecy or discernment. Um, and I've often wondered like what it would be like to use that gift the way that they were able to use Mm. those gifts. I mean, it's a little different because God talked right directly to them. Yeah. And I don't know that God talks right. You know what I mean? Like it's (laughs) a little bit different, you know, I'm post cross. -cross. It's a little (laughs) bit different. Um, but like, yeah, I totally identify with everything about her. (laughs) Everything. The only thing that's different is that, um, my whole life, I had a strong passion for marriage and family. Like, I knew I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to be a mom. And I think I was willing to forego, what I've had to learn is to forego some of that um, mounting my horse and going into battle. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what my role has been as a wife and as mom and mm-hmm. taking care of that little corner of my life. Um but you go but, to battle for the sake of your family yes, it's every just day. Different. It's you know? different because when you read about Deborah, you're thinking you're not thinking she went to battle for her family. Like we're not even right. sure she had kids, and maybe but one of those guys Brock were was her, her husband. If right. Brock was her husband, then she did go to battle for right. her family. That's yeah. true. That is true. And with him, right? With her family. Um, so it's all perspective. Yeah. Right. And that's that's I think my thing is mind shift. Just always having a clear perspective and reality of where I am. But yeah, I mean I. 
I don't know that, um, I don't know what I learned from her. I think I'm a little, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall and see how she lived her personality. Like how she operated. Mm-hmm. How she dealt with her personality, how she handled herself, mm-hmm. how she used the profit side of her, um, you know, because I've really, the um, verse in Second Peter, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Lord. And so I've tried to marry that verse with the strength of my personality because what you have to say means nothing if you don't say it the right way. Um, and also doesn't mean anything if you don't say it at the right time. And that's got to be a God-given time, not your own time. Um, so I would love to have seen her wisdom in action. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been amazing. But yeah. Yeah, that was she was really fun for me to hear from. I, I don't know that I answered your question about what I no, learned yeah, you from didn't. her, but um, she makes me feel like it's okay to be me. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's awesome because it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Monica. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In your episode, you quoted the verse "Do not grow weary in doing good." Um, have you ever felt weary in doing good, and how did you overcome that? Um, yeah, I totally have. Um, I felt weary in doing good for other people. I felt weary in doing good for be still be free. I felt weary in doing good for, I mean, motherhood. I mean, all sorts of things. Um, and to overcome it, I mean, the first thing really, truly, this is just going to sound so cliche, but like, is to like take time to be still. Um, because I often Do operate, what? I'm sorry. It's this like, be still, be I've never thing. heard of that. <laughs> just trying to we know that he's God. That. There's a verse, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just the equating it to not trying to operate out of an empty tank, but mm-hmm. trying to operate out of an overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that for me, um, like I said before, is like not trying to do everything. And so mm-hmm. saying no to the things that are good in order that I have white space and margin to say yes to the things that are great keeps me from being weary. Yeah. Well, and you're a people pleaser, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, talking about personality types, that makes it hard for you to say no mm-hmm. and to be okay with your boundaries. Yeah. That's... You know, and recognizing too that um, other people's junk isn't necessarily my junk. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I have a, like, I just recognized my, this about myself this weekend. Like anytime there's anything negative that happens, I always assume that it's about me. Like mm-hmm. if someone's in a bad mood, I'm like, mm-hmm. what did I do? If someone's um, angry, I like, I think it reflects back to me or, um, I made a mistake on something or I'm that's so something. easy to do. And though. I know we that that's all so easy to totally do, do that. Mm-hmm. That but, I mean, just but, don't feel alone in that. <laughs> but you, some people can be owned by it. Some yeah. people can be owned yeah. by it. And I can very much like, if I see someone that I know and they just give me a flippant hello, I'm like, what did I, are they mad at me? Oh, and yeah. maybe it's just their junk of a bad day yeah. and I don't need to wear it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've talked a lot about how I wear stuff from other people. So yep. the more that I, just focus on what God has given me and focus on filling up from him, the easier it is to not let weariness um, overcome and mm-hmm. overtake me. And to also focus on the fact that doing good doesn't mean that I have to do everything. Yeah. We're doing good stuff will make you weary too. Yeah, I mean, for that sure. Is... Let me tell you this story. My mom shared this with me yesterday and she's never shared this with me, but we were sitting at the table after church um, having lunch together and um, we were talking about a, a youth pastor from our other church that we used to go to, and both of the kids had said something about him, and Rylan had said something really encouraging about him. I'm like, you know, you should really text him and tell him that. Like, you know, we don't, we got to lay somebody on your heart, 
don't ever just slough that off. Right. Sometimes he's laying it on your heart because he needs you mm-hmm. to reach out to that person, encourage them, let them know you're praying for them or whatever. And I said, and people in ministry often hear all the negatives. They don't hear a lot of positives. Yep. Yeah. And you don't go to church that anymore. And, um, he was an impact on you. Da, 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 right. So my mom hears me say that. And she's like, you know, it's interesting that you say that. And she starts getting teary eyed. And she's like, I don't even know what church this was. That this happened for us. But, um, she's like, there was this woman who, just was never very kind to my mom, like just wouldn't look at her, never smiled, was very standoffish. And my mom used to think about how unkind she was and, you know, wondered if there was something about her. She didn't like her or something. Yeah. And so apparently mom was going through something rough. She didn't tell me what it was, but she was going through a tough time. And that woman wrote mom a letter and just said, you know, Fran, I want you to know that it just seems like something's heavy on your heart lately. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you and I'm thinking about you. And my mom's like, I never even thought she paid attention to me. I didn't even think she liked me. Yeah. Uh, But she had allowed this woman's aura to make her feel like there was a problem there. And then this woman writes her a card, doesn't know mom, doesn't know what she's going through. Yeah. You know, barely knows each other and writes that letter of encouragement. How encouraging was that for her? Oh, she was tearful about it. She, you know, made a huge impact. So it just reminded me of that for you that, um, you know, we assume Mm -hmm. because of, of nonverbal, Right. Communication. Sometimes that there's this issue between us and we do carry it and take it on ourselves and wonder why don't they like me or why are they smiling at me or, to, you know, yeah. and it may not have anything to do with us. Right. Yeah. It's hard not to wear that, though, because especially yes. when that's your natural tendency. But yeah, that was interesting. No, well, that's and I think story. that's like a testament to, to like because, um, the you know, the verse says do not grow weary in doing good. Um, but like how these extra things, you know, Mm -hmm. like that aren't ours can just cause this weariness and keep us from, even if it's not about doing good, but we can become so weary because of all these other things that we don't have the energy to do good anymore. Yeah. 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 We like expend all this energy and stuff that God never said to do. I want you to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. So true. All right. I have one more. Uh, question. Okay. We've got okay. time. It's for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary, Mary was more dedicated to the story of Jesus than to the story of Mary. Mm. What does that mean for us today? Gosh, I think that that statement should resonate with every man and woman because yeah. I would beckon to say that we are more worried about our own stories than we are anybody else's. I think a lot of moms are more worried about their story than they are even their children. Mm. They're worried about the way their children make them look. Do their children like them? Are, you know, are they cool? I think um, one of the reasons divorce rates are where they are is because we care more about our story than we care about our spouse's story. I think that the way um, the temperature is within the country right now is because we don't care about other people's stories. We don't care about their backstories. We don't care to get to know their stories. We don't even know what their stories are before we've already cast judgment and written somebody off or a cause off or a group off or whatever. Um, because it doesn't line up with our opinion. And we were talking about before mm-hmm. how we have no tolerance for anybody's opinion that isn't just like ours. Right. Um, and so I don't think, and maybe it was true even then, but I, I think it would be hard pressed to find a handful of people who really are more concerned about the story of Christ than they are for the story of themselves. Cause I know I'm guilty of this, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm doing it for Jesus and really when the rubber meets the road, I'm like, wait a minute, like I, this is really about 
moving myself forward than it was about moving Jesus forward. So I think I think that is a hardcore question. Well, for I everyone. think that like what you said, the idea of being willing mm-hmm. starts there. Mm-hmm. I think that this whole idea of like the cheerful readiness mm-hmm. um, begins with being more concerned with Jesus's story than you are with your own. And so being OK when it looks different. Yeah. Being OK if he says no. Yeah. Why not yeah. me? Being okay with it not being you. Yeah. You know, I mean, our pride can really just get in the way of so many things that we can't be in it for anyone else's story but our own. I mean, even in this current climate, I mean, we get more concerned with the cause of social justice than Jesus. Of feminism than Jesus. Of I mean, of all of it. And that is all so, so important. And I am not in any way, shape, or form saying don't take up one of those causes and Mm – March, march on and be strong like Deborah at all. But Jesus still has to be first. Yeah. Yeah. The cause of the the cause of the gospel still has to be first. The cause of Jesus Christ has to be, be first. He has to be the reason you're doing all of that. And if he is the reason, then that's how you have conversations of reconciliation and restoration, um, and not divisive conversations that lead to ending relationships. Right. I truly believe that what you're doing is not reconciling and, um, feeding and building the body of Christ and you have to question if what you're doing is right. Yeah. Yeah. I just do. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, oh, cool. Okay. Well, that, that is our deep dive. <laughs> Amber wrap. just wrapped it up before anyone could ask her. Anything. I know. Nope. No questions for me. And we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, that is a wrap for our series. Yeah. Be willing. We'll Thank you everyone. Oh gosh, that's for the summer. Of August, I know. Right? We'll yeah. Be back we'll, in be August. Back we'll be back in August. August. And, um, we've got Ish. some exciting stuff we're doing in the fall. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, I did. we yeah. can maybe so announce yeah. at, you know, now that we're wrapping up. Yeah, I guess Does anybody want to sh- spill the beans? Uh, we are Monica's pregnant. <laughs> That's how Lord, rumors get started. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. <laughs> Pass down every lofty opinion. I thought. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We are just well into the Sarah age. Old age. Pregnancies. The advanced maternal everything. Um, and and she the shop Sarah has been closed. Sarah of the Bible Sarah, Sarah Godey. Sarah, Sarah Godey's only four months older than me, so I can't call her old. Sarah's old age. Um, but we are partnering with um, this thing called the Unconference, mm-hmm. and we are going to host an Unconference for women, um, primarily for women that are in ministry and just need um, a, a breather and a break, and the conference is called Breathe. And so um, – Depending on registration, we just keep your eye out yeah. for maybe some extra enrollment opportunities and such. And what but are the dates? It is October 5th through the 8th in Franklin, North Carolina. And registration is open. It is. Currently. Mm-hmm. They can go to kidology.org mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to, to It'll be somewhere on the homepage. We'll have something on ours that Yeah, we've got something over. on yeah. our page. Um, and right now it is predominantly geared toward women of ministry, but there's a really good chance that we're going to open that up to yeah. other women as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're interested, especially if you are interested, give us a shout and let us know. That yeah, will we'll let get us you know if... hooked up to get registered. And I would just like to say this is a conference for women in ministry, not about women in ministry. That's right. Because um, yes. I, I am a children's minister, and I'm, I have a monthly meeting with other children's ministers who all happen to be women. Um, 
And I, when I kind of told them that, like, this is not a conference about, like, you coming and learning more children's yeah. ministry no. stuff or, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. like, learning how to be a better minister. This is, like, for you to minister to you. You're going to be as, you, not yeah, as a to woman. help you minister. They go, what? Yes. Wait, wait. What? You're going to learn how to love yourself. Yeah. This is a place for you to come and exhale, take a deep breath, breath. sink back, get loved on, get filled up, not get talked to. Not get talked to. You only get better with (laughs) We are not the people (laughs) to talk to. Um, So I'm really super excited about it. Um, So check it out, y'all. And we will see you in the fall. Have a great summer, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.